You're listening to The Comics Hall with Amy and Paul, Sideshow's very own comic book podcast. Join us as we celebrate New Comic Book Day every week and discuss the latest releases, the biggest announcements, and more from your favorite publishers. What's in your comics hall? Hey, everybody. I'm Amy. And I'm Paul. And welcome to the Comics Hall. We've got a very special show for you guys this week. We are covering, uh, when, it's Wednesday, May 5th, but we are covering a uh, entire galaxy's worth of comic books. Yes, we are. Um, and of course, we are joined by our wonderful moderator, Rob. A.K.A. Roba Fett. Roba Fett. I <laughs> went with Paul. everybody. I didn't know if I should go with, like, Pa Boofrick or Paul Boofrick, but either way, obviously, I settled on a name. <laughs> oh and amy what's your name let's let's hear your name out loud because i haven't i haven't said it because i'm terrified of pronouncing it wrong. i'm gonna say it's aimla secura <laughs> like aimla secura but aimla <laughs> Is it a, it's italian for secure the bag <laughs> um, something like that well everyone we are live on facebook let your geeks at show facebook group youtube and twitch and there are these comments are moving so fast, and today Rob is producing our show. So we are enlisting the help of our second favorite Sith in the galaxy. <laughs> Let's bring him on to say hi. Oh, oh, me? It's you. It, it's me. Why don't... do we rehearse if if you're just <laughs> you're just gonna do that every time? Hi, dude. How you doing? What's going on? This is my this is my, I think it's my first time on the comics hall, so I feel uh, a little Welcome. special. <laughs> Well, you are a lot of special. Well, Alex will be uh, in the chats with you on multiple platforms, as will Rob. So if you guys have any questions, uh, anything you guys would like to know about comics in general, because obviously it is fan week, but there were quite a few other comics uh, that did come out that have nothing to do with Star Wars, and we're going to talk about them. Um, but Alex, thank you so much. We're going to put you back in back the green room. Let them know if you guys have any questions. Thank you as well, Rob. Appreciate it. Oh. I forgot. There's both. Both of us can do everything, so that happens quite a bit. All Excellent. right, Amy. Whew. Well, as you mentioned, it is. I mean, some people call today Revenge of the Fifth. That is Cinco de Mayo. We are in the middle, smack dab in the middle of Star Wars May the Fourth, uh, or Sideshows May the Fourth Fan Week. Uh, mm -hmm. So we did want to cover for you guys a bunch of uh, Star Wars comics because, as you guys know, that there are a ton of them from different eras and different publishers. Uh, we really wanted to kind of give you a look at the Skywalker saga through comics with some of our favorites. Yes. Um, thank you guys for those of you who showed up, despite the fact that we did have some uh, wrong dates on the graphics, because we're mm -hmm. coming to you from the future about a galaxy uh, far, far away. This is long just the pre-show for that. Ago. Just stick around <laughs> for seven days. Now, next week, we'll be back to the normal books. But uh, right now, we do have some news. I'm going to start with actually the breaking news that is not Star Wars related. Um, but as of today, Deadline has announced that uh, Diablo Cody will be writing and Blake Lively will be starring in a live action adaptation of Lady Killer from Dark Horse oh, Comics, so which if you have never had the chance to read Lady Killer, uh, wouldn't recommend looking for a number one issue today. Those, of course, have shot up on uh, eBay, but you can get it digitally from Dark Horse and Comixology. But this mm -hmm. is billed as Betty Draper meets Hannibal, and it's about a housewife who is the uh, picture-perfect kind of 50s-style housewife, yes. but she's also a ruthless, efficient killer for hire. Um, it's actually uh, a little bit more 60s than it is 50s, but it is a comedy series, very, very gory and bloody, and it was mm -hmm. created by Joelle Jones. So if any of that is your bag, you're going to want to check out that comic before uh, it, the movie happens. I mean, we don't have any specific date on when the movie is going to happen, but I am very, very excited about that. <laughs> 
Oh, yes. And if you are looking for it, Rob, I do think we have the cover for Lady Killers right here somewhere. There it there is. There we go. Look, oh, always such a good cover. The I solution love to those problem stains. Mm-hmm. Oh, so and I, d I didn't realize, like, you know, now Joel Jones is, you know, if not already, very, you know, slowly becoming a household name. Oh, yeah. Um, specifically just killing it over at DC right now with Wonder Girl. And, um... Did a lot of work on during the future state, but I didn't realize this Cat was Joel Jones when I was reading it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And I believe the art uh, was also there was some art duties by Jamie S. Rich. Mm -hmm. um, just a really fantastic series, and there was actually two volumes. So if you're looking for it again, you're going to want to pick up Lady Killer Volume One, which did have the cover we showed there. But they did uh, do a second volume, and who knows, we might get a third if uh, yes. if the excitement over this movie is going to be. Uh, big enough i'm i'm super excited <laughs> i'm i'll i'll bet a coffee right now that at this time next year we will have more issues so that is live that is that is live i'll we see you here all next 500 year. plus of you that coffee is on rob and alex yeah they'll get it for you um so the rest of our news is not as specific or breaking if you will we wanted to just fill you all in on everything else that's happening around the world of sideshow and our star wars fan week uh specifically uh, of course right up top you're going to want to go to side.show forward slash fan week 21 that is our landing page that is where you can register all of the new items that we have if you are like me and you are involved in an event you're like now i need something to take home right now there's tons of in-stock product that is there that you can just you can just pick up as well um and then if you'd like to know what's happening the rest of fan week because we're only on day three of a five-day event go ahead and head over to side.show forward slash fan week blog 21 um and that is it's gonna have everything that you need to know for the entire event, we've got our schedule, our newly updated schedule, and I'm going to get into that in a second. I think there's something on that schedule that Amy doesn't even know about because we had just talked about. It. It's really, really awesome. Maybe it's not. not more. It's it's not more work for you, Amy. I promise. <laughs> um, oh, but good. we have <laughs> uh, so side.show forward slash fan week blog um, twenty one. And again, you're gonna most definitely just want to bookmark that, and that's that is everything you need to know. And then let's see. Tomorrow, we've got. So this is what I was telling you, Amy, is we do have cobbled cosplay tomorrow. Ooh. We do. But it's a very special episode of cobbled cosplay. It's two hours. It is two for hours real? long, for real, hosted by me and Darth Malix. Now, uh, what we're doing is we got so, after we had mentioned it, we got so many fan auditions to be a cobbled cosplay champion that we are going to have five matches live uh, oh of God. gobbled cosplay um we got it all set up it is happening we are so very excited now that is still at noon it'll go um from noon right up until um about two o'clock maybe some of the matches go a little longer a little shorter uh there's you know when you've got me and alex uh you know it can definitely always run a little long so um but that is at noon run still too that is going to be so much fun that is awesome. If any of the contestants are watching, as somebody who you know did a little, co a little cobbled cosplay, uh, have cosplay your stuff champion. ready to go. Wear neutral colors to start. Um, make sure you got that tin foil on lock, um, and make sure, like, just. 
put on the biggest things first because if you start mm-hmm. if you start with the tinfoil and you're like flailing around, that tinfoil right. is coming off and it's it's gonna be uh, a disaster. But neutral colors have everything ready. Uh, you'll mm-hmm. do just fine. Oh, that is so yep, exciting! Yep. And and tomorrow before all of that, we do have the uh, we have the request booth tour, don't we? We sure do. So at 10 o'clock, we, as you guys have probably uh, noticed, on May the 4th, which was yesterday, we had our booth tour with the incredible Guy Clender um, and that team there. And that was the light side of the force. Today, we did the same thing with the dark side of the force. Now, all of that has stayed up, and we will be ha- we will have a fan-driven fan request episode tomorrow. You guys are going to basically steer the ship. I'll be moderating. All you guys got to do is tell me where you guys want to go and guy will do his absolute best to get to all of the requests again i'm gonna say there's gonna be at least 10 people there so you know get there save your seat um and maybe get your questions written down about some things that you maybe have seen the previous couple days that you would like to see revisited and if you want a refresher on what actually debuted you can go to the blog you can go to sideshow.com blog and one of the top articles that we published today was actually a full recap of the highlights all the new things that were revealed plus some pictures of the general booth uh, overall so you can kind of take a a look around and see what you want to ask guy to go check out mm-hmm. there is and I, I i had a chance to go into the space and it is so beautiful and i think my favorite is just the way that those um those clone wars six scale figures that sideshow is doing just the way that those are just the the portraits and the way the light hits them oh they look God. like they I step so straight excited. off the screen Amy Cassandra Martinez is here, who is one of our incredible hosts. Hi, Hi Amy. Amy. Over on Twitch, which we are live on. Go hang out with our Twitch homies. Oh, my um, God. Does she have, like, her own emoji? Is that what I'm seeing? She does have her own emoji. That's so cool. Uh, we'll get there, Amy. We'll get Someday. there. Um, so, of course, and, and tomorrow someone did ask because, of course, the schedule changed. Steal the deal has not gone anywhere. We just pushed it back now until 3 p.m. So we've got uh, Steal the Deal at 3 p.m. And then at um, 5, of course, we have our uh, That Sideshow show. So tomorrow is jam-packed. Head over to side.show forward slash Fan Week Blog 21. That has been updated with the new schedule. Um, and of course, we will put in the um, oh, Rob, do we have the new schedule updated? I don't know if we have. Look at this. Bam. This is why Rob's the best. So, of Cobble course. Cosplay Super Size Showdown fan episode. I love all of those words together. The, right? And I was like, I want like this really big like manga title. <laughs> That's what I want. Um, oh, Amy, aren't we on? This is probably good to know. Aren't we at the, on the 9 a.m. show tomorrow? We are. We are on the 9 a.m. show tomorrow. <laughs> so at 9 a.m. you can catch uh, me, Amy, and the rest of our ragtag group of nerds talking rebel about scum. what is uh, rebel scum. You know, you can all pick your words about what is new at Sideshow. We talk pop culture headlines, what everyone's watching slash reading, all manner of wonderful things. Um, that's at 9. And then, of course, at 10 is that... Um, the Revenge of the Sixth. <laughs> I love it. But yeah, that is our fan-driven booth tour. And then at 12 is our Cobbled Cosplay Super Size Showdown fan episode. Uh, and that'll run till about 2 o'clock. Maybe it'll end a little after, a little before. But that'll run till 2. Steal the Deal has moved till 3. Has moved to 3 o'clock. And then at 5 o'clock, of course, exclusively in the Later Geek Set Show Facebook group, we've got That Side Show Show. Boom. 
Thank you, Rob. And now that's that's just Thursday, but we don't need to necessarily go into Friday because you guys can actually check out again at, at 5 p.m. today. We've got uh, that sideshow show exclusively in the Let Your Geek Sideshow Facebook group. And Paul, you and Autumn, you and Autumn are doing that one, right? Yes. So you and yeah. Autumn will take everybody through the rest of the week what's been going on today. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do have some comic books to talk about. I mean, we I, I hate, sure to, hate to pull you away from all this, but um, before we dive into our Star Wars picks for this week, we did want to do a quick rapid fire round of the books we're picking up this week, uh, right. just so you guys get a quick refresher on what uh, you know normal outside of the galaxy uh, comics mm-hmm. are released. Saying this week. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, thank you, Rob. Thank you so much. (laughs) Um, All right, I'll kick us off. So these are all books that I am reading Um, right now. Over uh, at Marvel, I've got Strange Academy number 10. Uh, Heroes Reborn number one. I know I've said I'm not going to read it, but I'm going to at least read issue one. I'm going to try. And then I'm just going to probably end up reading the whole thing. Yeah, that's how they get me. Um, And then Star Wars Bounty Hunters War did start today it is the new event within the world of star wars that sort of spins out from a book that i'm talking about today but is uh the first not the first big event in the marvel star wars um books right now but it is currently the newest one and is uh the bounty hunters war uh there is that version and then there's also the director's cut which usually has some notes and some other assortment of things so that's just in marvel over at dc i'm reading batman 108 which i am super excited for we've got a brand new character being introduced just you know for for all of our collector fans there as well swamp thing number three and green lantern number two and then as far as my indie books go um noctera over at image that's noctera number three fear case number four so fear case is wrapping up that is um dark horse nope not dark horse yeah dark horse and um sorry i I talked myself in and out of that real fast um wind number six which i'm really excited for because it wasn't supposed to continue but it did end up picking back up Walesville number one and Eden number one by Aftershock Comics. So some number ones I'm really excited for. Nice. Some of the books I'm getting are also going to overlap with Paul's, but from Image Comics, I've got Noctera number three and Die number 16. We are headed for the final arc mm-hmm. of Die. I know that moderator Rob is also a big fan of that book. Uh, they are, of course, ending at issue number 20 because Kieran Gillen is a clever, uh, <laughs> clever, clever man. Um, and I, I'm just so excited about that. Um, I've got the new printing of Jenny Zero. You guys might remember that Jenny Zero over from Dark Horse had a misprint earlier in April. Um, today is the day that the the stores have the correct edition of Jenny Zero. Uh, I've also got Vampire the Masquerade number eight from Vault Comics. And then over at Marvel, I've got Thor and Loki Double Trouble number three with the introduction of Jane Foster Thor to their adventures. Uh, the final issue of The Union, which is number five. Uh, Strange Academy number 10. Marauders number 20. America Chavez Made in the USA number three. And Heroes Reborn number one. I am checking out that whole event series and I have signed up for the um, Luke Cage one shot and the what I think oh. is called Young Squadron. I, I can't remember exactly, but it's the Young Avengers style right. Young Justice um, where I think, young, I think it is Young Squadron. Uh, power princess and, and stuff like that so i will be checking those out if you guys have any questions about heroes reborn as the event goes through um right. we can we can chat about that in the local comic society but mm-hmm. that does it for our rapid fire round um sure does so next up we've got a little segment it doesn't have an it doesn't have an asset but a little segment that i like to call the galactic trade federation uh <laughs> trade paperback federation get it if you really want the joke uh explained but 
Um, Paul and I each picked out a book from each uh, kind of trilogy of the Skywalker saga. So we're going to be covering mm-hmm. a prequel recommendation, an original trilogy recommendation, and uh, a sequel trilogy recommendation. And it's not necessarily um, it, it's stories set during that time period. So some yes. of them are prequel to the prequels and some mm-hmm. of them are taking place uh, with the way Marvel really creatively put stories in between the films. Um, that's where that's where we're going today. So first up in our galactic trade Federation segment, <laughs> I'm way too, way too proud <laughs> of that. You're very uh, proud of yourself. I love it. <laughs> thank you. Uh, we're covering the prequels. Yes, we so, are. Paul, do you want to get us Am I kicking us off there? here? Yeah, oh, sure, yes. Why not? Okay. So, uh, this is actually, is this one of the only books that's in the Legends category? I think it is, oh. right? So, yeah. uh, in the interest of full disclosure, if you have, thank you so much, Rob. This is Star Wars Republic. Now, I'm specifically going to be talking about issue 50 and beyond, because I didn't read a lot of 49 uh, prior. Um, I This was released, I've got... One second here. Yeah, so this was released in February 26th of 2003. Now, I will tell you the reason why I fell off this book. It's a good reason. I started reading Walking Dead, and I, could, I couldn't afford all of them. <laughs> Walking Dead also wow. started. Uh, yeah, I was, I was not working a lot of hours at that point in my life, so I could only afford a few books. But Star Wars Republic, um, again, this is considered the legend series, meaning this is no longer canon because it's uh, Dark Horse. It's one of the stories that Marvel did not sort of fold into their revitalized canon. Um, That specifically takes place during the Clone Wars, uh, more so right after what we're seeing uh, at Kamino. Uh, Interestingly enough, it's written by John Ostrander, who all of you may know uh, very specifically from Suicide Squad. Like, he's the Suicide Squad guy. Um, And then I remember seeing that he was doing a Star Wars book, and for whatever reason, that just really threw me. I I mean, I'm sure there's people out there who are bigger Ostrander fans than me, bigger Star Wars fans, but to me, it was just such a disconnect. It was so weird. I just didn't think that, like, that guy was the one... Anyways, I don't want to... You know, I did this plenty back in 2003. So um, it's just, it's it's a fascinating cover. No, you cannot. But that cover is great. But so uh, it's titled Camino Under Attack. And it it does have some great, uh, like, Anakin lore that it builds in. It it does actually a little bit more also for the clones in general and sort of that city. I've talked about Camino specifically. Um, on these streams, I just love that particular planet and that corner of Star Wars. I think it has to do with this, probably. Um, I, you know, and, uh, this was actually a 64, uh, so issue 50 is 64 pages, uh, that Ostrander just absolutely crushed. And it takes place, it says, about two months after the Battle of Geonosis. And, um, it's, it's... Honestly, it's so much fun. And it was John uh, Durasima on the art who I personally, I haven't seen much of John's work afterwards, but I do know that he did continue working on Star Wars Republic uh, up until about, you know, like 60, 61. But unfortunately, that's also when I had sort of fallen off of it. So I, I just, you know, someone had asked us earlier, Amy, they're like, how do you guys keep up with all these comics? It is not easy. Uh, I mean, there's some, unfortunately, there's some books that do, you know, we got to drop. It happens. The skeletons in our closet look like yes. series in our long boxes that only have issues one and two before we mm-hmm. dropped off. <laughs> I, we do our best, and it's it's impossible to keep up with every single comic book, but 
there are so many out there, which is why it's great yeah. to go back and rediscover series that you might have missed or dropped off of for The Walking Dead, which I think is excusable. Yeah, and it's, I mean, I, I made a good, let's just say it was a fair trade-off to start reading The Walking <laughs> Dead. Um, but, I mean, honestly, it's 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 great. I absolutely love that. It's um, one of the very few Star Wars comics that I had read at that time. I didn't really start reading Star Wars again until much later in life, um, like 2019. Let's just say, like, so much, much later. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, again, you know, these are some older books. I think these are available on Marvel Unlimited um, in their full run. Issue 50 is definitely. Um, I don't know if, you know, one through, geez, I think it's 78 or, no, it's 89. I think there's 89 issues. Um, I believe they are all available on Marvel Unlimited, but the numerical, you know, order of them is a little strange because they are broken up by very different, um, so like five issues is just one arc, and then it jumps to an entirely different time period. Uh, that happened quite a bit with the Dark Horse stuff, so um, yeah, I mean, that's Star Wars Republic, that's my, um, that's my prequel recommendation, if you can read it, uh, start with one, of course, if you can, but I personally read 50 till about 62, I think, I read those two arcs. Nice. Yeah. All right. So speaking of the Republic, I'm specifically recommending Age of Republic, uh, written by Jody Hauser with art nice. by Luke Ross and Corey Smith. This is the cover for Age of Republic Heroes. So the breakdown was this was eight individual one shots put out by Marvel. It was collected mm -hmm. as two trade paperbacks, which were Age of Republic Heroes and Age of Republic Villains. But there is a hardcover edition that was put out in February 2020 that is simply called Age of Republic. And this is a part of Marvel's Star Wars Ages series. So each one... Uh, travels through one of the trilogies so there is age of resistance and age of rebellion as well but i wanted to focus mm -hmm. specifically on age of republic because i don't know if people know this about my star wars fandom but i began with the prequels and i know most people go oh it's because you're young it's because you're young i didn't see a single star wars film till 2013 i didn't start reading comics till 2011 or 2000 yeah 2011 2012 was when i uh, seriously hopped on monthly Marvel 2011 was like Simpsons comics, which, you know, <laughs> a little, little different there. Um, but I like to be completely open about the fact that I am a very uh, late comer to some of these uh, stories, but I love them so much. And that's what it makes it so much fun to go back and um, really catch up on everything. So I love the prequels. I love these characters. I mean, everybody loves young Obi-Wan. I love Anakin's story. Um, and so there's a lot of the characters that we love from the Clone Wars era featured in these one shots so the hardcover collection i'm going to speak specifically about the hardcover collection um is a 224 page edition uh really awesome and so again it has those eight stories the four villains four heroes and then there is an age of republic special that is included in the hardcover edition and the characters who each had um a featured story include Anakin Skywalker, Count Dooku, Darth Maul, General Grievous, Jango Fett, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Padme Amidala, oh, Qui-Gon Jinn, and then there was the special. Um, Padme is my favorite of the bunch, and I really loved that story because we didn't get to see her do a lot of um, action missions in... Uh, I know we saw a lot in the supplementary Clone Wars series, but in the major films, uh, this, is, this was a really good chance for her to... Um, do some dis diplomacy that involves action as well, you know, aggressive negotiations. Um, like all good diplomacy. <laughs> like all good diplomacy. Uh, so again, I mentioned this collection was put out in 2020, but the comics ran from uh, 18 to 19, uh, and they are technically considered canon. These are these are now considered canon uh, with adventures 
before and throughout the Clone Wars, all the way up through before uh, Revenge of the Sith. Uh, so I pulled out a couple of story examples. I didn't want to go through every single thing, but there is really just so much fun to be had with each of these characters. If you enjoy any of these characters, it's worth reading their adventures. Because Jody Hauser, we've spoken at length about before. She is the queen of fandom. She's done uh, Critical Role comics. She's done Doctor Who. She's done Star Wars, of course. And she just does amazing work, has such reverence for these characters. So as I mentioned, Padme's story is a diplomatic mission as she seeks to bring a neutral world into the Republic. Obi-Wan's story is actually... Um, phantom menace era like just after it it's the early days of his uh, oh. apprenticing of anakin just after qui-gon's death like he's made this promise to train anakin and so you get to see a little bit of that uh, grievous's story is set after the clone wars story lair of grievous and it's specifically as he is hunting down nice. and killing jedi and he discovers a lost jedi temple and then maul's story is set during his time as a sith apprentice as he waits in the shadows of coruscant Coruscant, excuse me, to strike out at the Jedi. Um, and there's that and more. I mean, I mentioned there's Django and there's Qui-Gon Jinn and there's just so much uh, great storytelling going on in this collection. But I really, really loved what Marvel did with that and the fact that they were all one shots, but you get a really nice comprehensive look at um, moments throughout the prequel trilogy and then they carried that through again with Age of Rebellion and Age of Resistance um, I, and I just love it and Jodie Hauser is fantastic and if her name is on a book I will absolutely read it especially oh, if yeah. it is uh, fandom material so this is technically part of Marvel's canon Star Wars comics now so yeah. that is and my prequel recommendation you know Amy we definitely have some people that maybe have never seen our show or they are new to comics and uh, Corey over on YouTube asks been hearing canon a lot what the heck is this new lingo? Do you maybe want to explain a little bit what, like, what that word canon specifically means? Yeah. So in the context of the Star Wars comics that we're talking about, there have been so many eras of, of Star Wars comics. And primarily IDW has done comics as mm -hmm. well as Dark Horse. And I, I think Dark Horse obviously was the biggest license, but IDW has done some. And now Marvel holds the license. And um, in the eras of Star Wars, since Lucasfilm was acquired by Disney, um, there has been a discussion of which stories are considered. Yes, this is the same storyline, same timeline as the movies. You can assume that this happened within the story world. Um, so canon means that it did happen. So because yes. Marvel and Lucasfilm are both under the Disney umbrella, Marvel's stories are considered canonical. You can assume that in between films, these adventures did truly happen. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of the stuff that has been made non-canon or decanonized is considered the extended universe. Um, and is is to be treated more like alternate universe what if type stories or yes. else worlds where it's like this could have happened but in the current continuity as it sits it is not canon so something is canonical it, it definitely happened if it's not canonical then it's it's out there it's a story that has been told but it is not considered part of the main line yes and and i believe specifically with star wars the stuff that is not considered canon is specifically called legends so it would be legends, like the yes. star wars legend stories mean while they are awesome and they do explore a different part of star wars they don't fold specifically or disney doesn't recognize them within the grand history of the known star wars universe all right that's um i mean that's our prequel bit now we that's one of three <laughs> we've, we've got to move on to our next one which is the one that i, I like think... that it's it's a trilogy of trilogies <laughs> it is the trilogy of trilogies yes <laughs> uh so our next uh sort of our next segment in this trilogy of trilogies are books that um we have read and personally wanted to make all you aware of if you're not already aware of from the original trilogy 
This was so hard because my personal so favorite original trilogy story is um, Darth Vader and the Lost Command, which was a Dark Horse story. Mm-hmm. But I really wanted to fo- uh, focus on a character that I don't think everybody knows about who is now considered part of canon. Uh, yep. But before I get ahead of myself, Paul, do you want to take your choice? Yes, I sure do. So I chose a book that um, is... <clears throat> is still running or will be running in some capacity, but also has a sort of a spinoff, if you will, event, as I was mentioning earlier. Uh, The book that is out today is called Star Wars War of the Bounty Hunters Alpha, uh, specifically the prelude. But the book that I'm talking about uh, came out a little earlier this year. It is Star Wars Bounty Hunters. Uh, Now, this is an incredible book. This is written by Ethan Sachs, and uh, Paolo Vianelli is on art there. So Star Wars Bounty Hunters number one is a perfect tie-in to 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 Empire Strikes Back specifically. Uh, It does pair with The Mandalorian, if you are looking specifically uh, for that era as well. I'm not going to spoil... Again, we are a spoiler-free show, so you, we, you will not be getting any spoilers for these comics. Um, I can't necessarily say the same for the movies, because they've been out for a lot longer, but uh, <laughs> we try to be as spoiler-free as possible. So uh, it does tie in with The Mandalorian in segments. Um, it's it's a huge... it's a It's a great book for sort of turning over stones in corners of the Marvel universe that again, I mean, and sorry, in the star Wars universe that were not um, previously kind of touched on this one specifically. Uh, so um, I, I love the way that they had sort of pitched this to everyone, but basically uh, Valance, Bosk and uh, Boba Fett are at the core of this story. So uh, if you are a Boba Fett fan, like I am, like I'm pretty sure Amy is and everyone <laughs> out there is, um, this is a, a great Boba Fett story, but it does let him be sort of th- the supporting character. He's not, he doesn't actually carry the book. He doesn't. Uh, and, and it's wonderful because it really makes you appreciate Boba when he does come in. He, uh, he's in and out and specifically if you're curious as to where um these where these stories will take place they do take place um literally like a week before boba fett is delivering han solo and carbonite so it's like what did he do during that week this sort of explains this whole book this whole arc is is that um in and of itself now you know moving away from the lore and the canon of it uh Lee Bermejo on all of these covers absolutely crushes it. I am a huge, huge Lee Bermejo fan, uh, specifically from a lot of his Batman work. I mean, he's done a ton of different things, but um, his Batman work has, has been legendary, and he gave his talents to Marvel for all of these covers. Uh, they are absolutely beautiful. Rob, can we bring up that cover one more time really fast? I mean, look, at it's it's one my dogs also agree they love this book um i mean he just does a great job with like the the color and everything down there like everything like he, he's got this really obscure way of photorealism that is not photorealism but like the background is always wonderful with Bermejo. i i can't i i i can't explain how much i love him uh he's wonderful um again the, the this book does a really great job of bringing some of these characters in Empire, like just taking Empire by itself. Uh, you know, characters like Bosk and Boba Fett uh, don't get a lot of breathing room. There's so much other stuff happening in that book. I mean, of course, now Boba Fett has become Boba Fett, um, <laughs> but that wasn't obviously 
always the case. And this sort of this book treats Boba Fett in that in that manner. People know who Boba Fett is, but they aren't like spoon feeding you like, hey, this is who Boba Fett is. Obviously, you know who he is. Um, it's it's wonderful. I love 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 that particular um, aspect of it. And Ethan Sachs does a, a great job. They uh, him and Paolo also worked on the. Um, Galaxy's Edge book that Marvel had released, mm. sort of diving into the seedy underbelly of like that whole tra- outpost, uh, the trading post, which I think is the best yeah, part the, personally of Star Wars. Is the like Black Spire the, outpost. Yes, uh, thank you. And uh, the seedy underbelly of Star Wars, um, you know, aside from all of you know the Force users and everything, like that's my favorite part of Star Wars. Um, and this book does a great job of that. Um, and I did catch. One thing before we uh, pass it over to Amy is that there is a great uh, there's a great Easter egg for fans of Star Wars Uprising, you know, an old game. I don't know if people remember that game, mm-hmm. but that's where you are first introduced to Bosk. It's at Burning Con, which is the name of that bar, which is only a, I think from what I was researching, you can o- it's only been really touched on in Star Wars Uprising. So um, again. Star Wars Bounty Hunters by Marvel came out in 2020, so it's a really new book. You can get this on Marvel Unlimited right now. You can probably get the trade somewhere at your local comic shop. Highly recommended. Please go pick up that book. And I do want to point out, even though we're not covering it in today's show, for those of you who are nostalgic for Disneyland or maybe want a a, a touch on the um, the Galaxy's Edge land there, um, they did, in fact, put out a Galaxy's Edge series that kind of introduces you to that land. It does not include its own, uh, you know, drink at Oga's Cantina or uh, I'm really missing the blue milk right now. <laughs> That's what, you know, and what I also like about Galaxy's Edge, which you guys should go read again by Saks, um, they touch on like all of the randomness of like, oh, man, we got to bring in, we got to, we got to move this blue milk. We've got too much of it. Uh, and again, I love it. I love it. it. It's it's seriously to me, and again, I I know you know, I'm I'm everyone's got their very favorite part of Star Wars, but again, the seedy underbelly and everything that is happening while the Skywalker trilogy is happening is the best part of Star Wars. Because there's a whole there's a whole other galaxy, you know. That family's having their drama, but there's a whole other galaxy out there. There are I wanna so know, many things happening. I want to know though if they touch on the fact that there's a Dianoga in the water fountain because that's a clear health code violation. It sure is. Yeah, but I mean, they've got a lot of other things to worry about. Like, That's you got right. 32 crates of crate blue milk to push. You got to <laughs> do it. You got all this crate salt. <laughs> I don't. I think it's sand. I, I think I've been well actually already. I, I don't, don't like. It's sand. either salt or sand. So let's go with let's go it's with salt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna let me do the whole liner. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. We've got tons of time oh yeah absolutely it's not like we've got three three more books to cover at least no not at all but courtesy of the black spire outpost amy did bring everyone a gift because i got you know we got so many crates of these to push so So many (laughs) crates of these and if you know i realized if we give people a reward code we can get we can just make our money's making money for us, Amy. <laughs> um, yes, everyone, we've got a reward code for you. Head over to side.show forward slash code and enter. Only hope. Only hope. Because you are our only hope to move all this blue milk. <laughs> Ta-da. <laughs> Ta-da. 
Side.show forward slash code only hope. We'll give you guys a second to do that before I dive into my pick for the original trilogy story that you guys have to read. Mm -hmm. I kind of, I kind of played it loosey goosey because I do have a recommendation, but I'm more selling the character. I'm recommending you the character because there are so many adventures featuring this character uh, that I, I I hope a lot of people who are watching, if you are comics readers, you're going to know who I'm talking about. But if you don't know who I'm talking about, you've got a new favorite character coming your way. You sure do. Yeah, we've got um Oh yeah, this is a good book. Yeah. <laughs> book. Yeah, I picked a good one. <laughs> this is a good book. Um and, and it's interesting. This is like in that time like when like it was a uh, when was it that Aaron did Star Wars? It's 2015, uh, 2015, right? It was part yeah. of the yeah, cuz we covered um so Gillen was on Darth Vader, Aaron was mm-hmm. on the main book with John Cassidy, and then uh we had Princess Leia as Leia. the kind of launch. And then the they Dodsons, did the, yeah. the Marjorie Lou Han Solo came out mm-hmm. next. We had Lobot, we had Chewbacca with Phil Noto. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that's I mean, we could have picked so many books. If you guys haven't seen Phil Noto draw Chewbacca, please go check out that one. Love you. Oh, not W Forsaken says, <laughs> I love the comics hall. You guys have helped me really get into comics over this last year. I am so glad to hear that. Thank you for believing in us and and sticking with uh the show and and we really appreciate that because that Seriously, is one of the things. You. I mean the, the biggest thing that anyone will say is there are so many comics and I just can't figure out where to start and I you know better not better not even try to start but there there is something for everybody yeah. you don't have to dive into the deep end first you can just find the things that that make yep. you happy and it, and it grows from there so that that's it sure does really important to us so um for those of you guys just joining us again that code is limited uh quantity uh I don't know how many people, how many people 2000, can redeem that? Paul? First 2000. 2000. First 2000. So if you are listening on our podcast uh, feedback beginning on Thursdays after the shows, unfortunately the code is probably taken, but that is your incentive to join us live at 4 p.m. Pacific every Wednesday, where we usually cover new books, but we do have special event shows like this one as well. That was my obligatory remind people about the podcast and the live show. Now mm-hmm. it is my turn. I'm going to introduce you guys to Dr. Afra. Um, so this is Star Wars Dr. Afra. I'm specifically showing you guys the first volume. This was the uh, book that spun out of Kieran Gillen's Darth Vader. Um, and it was the first solo titer, title for Dr. Chelly Lana Afra, who is a rogue archaeologist. And she has a droid duo, as you can see. Uh, they are known as the Murder Bots, and they are Triple Zero <laughs> and DC One. I love the Murder Bots. Um, they are specifically assassin droids. So we've got, of course, a protocol assassin droid and that's exceptionally dangerous um and then we have i'm not i'm not 100 percent on how to pronounce his name but there is a um a wookie bounty hunter whose name i think is black chrysanthemum or chrysanthemum um something like that but there is a a really cool wookie bounty hunter that was also introduced in the darth vader series who spins off into this one Mm This book received two nominations for GLAAD Media Award for Outstanding Comic Book, and it won the award in 2020 because uh, Dr. Afra is confirmed as a lesbian, which I think is a cool addition to the series because she actually does have inter, uh, inter-crossing storyline with the woman who claimed to be Han Solo's wife in Jason Aaron's Star Wars. Anyways, oh. getting ahead of myself. Um, so before I get into this, there are over 40 issues in the first volume series of Dr. Afra. It is broken into about seven different arcs, I think. And they just relaunched the series this last year with Alyssa Wong uh, writing and art by uh, Marika Cresta. That is the second oh. volume of Dr. Afra. But if you're looking to find the beginning of the character, you're going to want to go with the Kieran Gillen series, which was taken over by Simon Spurrier. And then artists have included Kev Walker, Sal LaRocca, Casper Wingard, and Will Sliney and more. Uh, so this is a huge, huge story. This is a character who is very much 
uh, a fan favorite. She has her own action yes. figures, and I I wouldn't be surprised if we see her in live action very soon. Um, so she was created as the inverse, the moral inverse of Indiana Jones. She's a highly trained expert oh. archaeologist and criminal uh, nice. who goes on adventures and is uh, tasked with stealing important objects. She is very skilled at breaking into places, um, especially places where she's not supposed to be. And she is a notorious criminal, so much so that she was recognized by Han Solo and Rogus Voss, uh, and he noted that she's extremely clever and capable. Uh, she's also a little bit detached and reckless, thanks to a di difficult childhood, and she often double-crossed her allies, including uh, Sena Staros, who was uh, introduced as uh, Sena Solo, uh, because she she claimed to be married to Han Solo, and there's you know the jury's still out on that one. That's a whole separate story, um, but uh, just just a lot of fun going on with her. So she is originally, as we were introduced to her in the Darth Vader series, she is enlisted in the service of Darth Vader to, of course, recover some very important objects uh, with her with the help of her murder droids, and all while she's being tracked by various bounty hunters, including Black Chrysanthemum, the Wookiee bounty hunter. Um, so. It's hard for me to recommend just one story to you, but I really wanted to give you guys that pitch of the fact that she is the morally inverse Indiana Jones, stealing things as a criminal for bad reasons, and she's an archaeologist. Um, and some <laughs> of the of the storylines she's been in include Afra, which is the very first volume, mm -hmm. uh, the Screaming Citadel, which was a crossover with uh, with the main Star Wars title, the Enormous Prophet remastered, the Catastrophe Con worst among equals unspeakable rebel super weapon and rogues End, and then of course there oh. is the new ongoing series but those are all the titles of the trade paperbacks for the first 40 issues of yeah. her solo series and she did first appear in darth vader number three by kieran gillen and right. uh, i believe sal LaRocca was the artist on the title at that point um sure but she yeah, is over. such such a fun character i like uh curry katsu on twitch says this doesn't belong in a museum which is basically, <laughs> basically her outlook on uh, the things that she is tasked with recovering. Um, just a fantastic, fun character that I, I really wanted to make sure everybody gets to know her. Because the first story, the first volume, does take place between A New Hope and Empire. And the one that just launched with Alyssa mm -hmm. Wong does take place between Empire and Return. So if you want to get to know her, I definitely think you should check out any of the Dr. Afra comics that you can find because she's she is one of the I mean, like Ahsoka Tano before her, I feel like introduced in an auxiliary Star Wars story, but just right. has really taken on a life with the fans, has so many stories going on, has action figures. So that's how you know she's made it. And yeah. uh, they did make action figures of her her murder droids as well, BT and Triple Zero. <laughs> I just love, because basically, they're basically the shadow clones of uh, it's, R2 it's, and it's it's, uh, what is it? it's Necro R2-D2. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, it's like the venomized C-3PO. So if you didn't know that, C like if you wanted to see the evil version of C-3PO, <laughs> Which protocol droids are my favorite if we're if we're keeping score. Though I do like B one battle droids. I do like B one battle droids because they're cute and they go rounder rounder. But uh, protocol droids are my favorite because I too uh, am versed in many things <laughs> and a little bit awkward. Uh, so, <laughs> but I do like you know. I knew why you liked protocol droids, but it is always funny to hear it. Again. Yeah. Oh, but Jesus. this protocol droid is skilled in murder. So yeah, and. And Afra is interesting because she's one of the many characters that like people have been like we're like begging like live action please yeah you know one of the few and I think who wouldn't watch a, an Indiana Jones style Star Wars 
Yeah, and like when created, I know I saw someone earlier in the comments say that like Chloe Bennett was being eyed for it. Oh, that would be good casting. Awesome. Um, One of the few that they, I think right after, you know, Vader 3 came out, they're like, I think I know what we're doing after this. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, she was an immediate success. Oh, wonderful. That's one of those issues that you never know what Mm -hmm. what number of a series you're going to be reading, but all of a sudden, boom, there's a big new character for you. So. (laughs) Yeah, and you never know. I mean, I remember um God, we were I was at our local comic shop and I saw like Vader cuz I have Vader like 1 through like 12 or something. They're mm-hmm. like, "Hey, if anyone has any Vader 3s, let me know." And then you don't really ever realize that when a character sort of gets introduced someone like Afra that uh we could be really really talking about her in, you know, very similar veins as an Ahsoka 10 years from now. Because yep. of just, you know, like where the roots and where the base of that was written. Oh, geez. Very exciting. Yeah. So I wanted to make sure everybody knew. I use my I use my platform for good and never evil. And I wanted to make sure you guys all knew about Dr. Afra. And if you didn't, <laughs> please, please introduce yourself today. So next up, we're going on to mm-hmm. the sequel trilogy because there have been a number of comics put out yeah. at that time. I mean, the sequel trilogy had begun as Marvel took mm-hmm. over Star Wars. So we've got a couple of recommendations for you to, again, further flesh out the world of these stories. Yes, so I'm going to kick us off here with The Rise of Kylo Ren, written by Charles Soule, art by uh, Will Cellini, and colors by the incredible Guru FX. Uh, this is actually only a four-issue miniseries that started in 2020. Now, very, very simply, sort of, so you can jump on and understand where this takes place. Uh, this bounces back and forth between when you see that, um, you know, Luke, again, spoilers, was going to uh, strike down Kylo, and that's really the beginning of the end there. Uh, but this particular book does an incredible job of really fleshing out one of the things that I think uh, we didn't really necessarily get to see on the big screen, which is the Knights of Ren. Um, one of the like the coolest gang I've ever seen. And also they are someone that I think people had a lot of questions about when we had seen them in trailers and then, you know, Disney had confirmed who they were. Uh, but there was just so much happening, you know, that uh, they needed to squeeze it in somewhere. And this is really right here where you're going to get a lot, a lot of Knights of Ren, honestly. Um, I do also love that this is specifically how Kylo Ren got involved with the First Order. Like, how do you go from being an apprentice who is watching In the a Skywalker je- line. In the Skywalker line, watching the Jedi Temple, like, burn, and, you know, again, at this point in time, you don't really know everything that's sort of happening, um, to being the Enforcer and, you know for lack of a better word, the successor to Darth Vader for the First Order. And this sort of starts bridging the gap there, but it also leaves enough room in between some of these stories, I think, that it allows you to... Well, it allows you and also, I think, them to go back at another time and write in between these gaps. Uh, but, mm-hmm. it, you know, it's super high-octane, I I feel. And, uh, for, and Will Cellini does my favorite version of... Uh, Kylo Ren and the Knights of Ren. Uh, like, seriously, there are some moments in here where you're like, oh my God, that was, you know, that was incredible. Like, I- I'm not going to compare it to Infinity War, but you know, when, you know, when Thor comes down in Wakanda, there are some moments there when you're like, that's 
that's pretty great. And they are things that you would have liked to see in the big screen, but this whole team does such an incredible job. Of course, Charles Soule does. I mean, Charles Soule is, is a, a legend in, in comics at this point. He even had his own Darth Vader series after Kieran Gillen's. Mm-hmm. Oh, he sure did. I always he forget did. that he, that was him. It was. Be- I think he was between Gillen and Greg Pak. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Pak did a, a great job. I think he did also. I don't remember. I don't know if he helped plot the TIE Fighter story also. That was like all sort of out of that or if he actually mm-hmm. wrote that. But um, there's like another TIE Fighter story that you will 100% make you care about these TIE Fighters um, as they are want to do. I mean, they do such an incredible job with all of these characters. And I think uh, this particular story, again, only four issues. Right now it is on Marvel Unlimited. Uh, you can, I'm sure you can find it at your local comic shop. Uh, it's on Comixology. Uh, it's four issues, about 32 pages per issue. Really, really easy to read. Um, but it, I do love the progression of Ben to Ren. And you see how his his mind changes and it's something that i think uh we haven't really gotten to dig into with a brand new character who's become so iconic um in you know in star wars lore like you see that mask you see everything you recognize him um and it and it, it touches on a bunch of different things uh for him and how he became who he was also there's a lot of snoke in there which is never a bad thing i mean we know who he is now but if you pretend that you don't know any of that <laughs> it's really exciting to read so um again i i this is a probably the most recent of everything i think we might be talking about um yeah so i think so you, you all may have seen it at some point but again the rise of kylo ren uh, came out in i think february or january of 2020 uh again it's all the issues are out there you can go read it right now it's so great so great go read it Follow the story of Ben to Ren and back again. <laughs> <laughs> Ren to Oh, is that what you were sitting on? I was like, yes, I, I was, see, I, I see the smirk. <laughs> ben to Ren and back again. Um, now, finally, I know this is going to be a bit of a hard sell, but I want you guys to trust me, at least if, if the names alone of the creators don't sell it for you. Mm-hmm. Um, as Marvel was filling in information between the films, there were a lot of, it was interesting because they were writing at the same time as the films were coming out. And so they couldn't obviously spoil. And I'm sure that the writers didn't really necessarily get all the spoilers, but they were bridging some interesting gaps. So specifically, I wanted to highlight Captain Phasma Volume 1 by Kelly Thompson and Marco Cicchetto. Yes, that same Marco Cicchetto, who is one of Marvel's Stormbreakers this year and is doing Daredevil with Chip Zdarsky currently. And the same uh, Kelly Thompson of Captain Marvel fame. Uh, This was part of the... The Journey to Star Wars The Last Jedi uh, publishing line, which did lead up to the film. So this was launched after The Force Awakens hit theaters, uh, released in Marvel, uh, released by Marvel in 2017. This is a 112-page collection. Um, also, Andres Mosa oh, did damn. some of the art duties as well. This is a 112-page collection. I didn't realize it was so big. It's a, it's a, it was a four-issue series as well. It's a healthy but I think book. It's a, it's a, it's a big book. Um, and this story takes place immediately after the destruction of Starkiller Base in The Force Awakens. Mm -hmm. And it shows Captain Phasma's escape from the trash compactor and her eventual return to where we see her at the beginning of The Last Jedi reinstalled into her place of power. This is a solid read. It actually does tie in also with the canonical Phasma novel by Delilah S. Dawson that really, really gave us some of the 
and I'll say it, best interpretations of this character who we did not get to see very much of on screen. Um, we learn about how ruthless she is. And without spoiling too much, the plan that is set in motion is not only her escape, but the elaborate plot to pin the responsibility for lowering the shields and allowing the resistance to take down Starkiller Base, mm. pinning that on one of her inferior officers. Um, so this is a really cool side of Phasma. Again, the kind of ruthless do-whatever-it-takes to make it out uh, story. And I won't spoil it. I mean, you can guess where she ends up because we it does align canonically with the movie The Last Jedi. Um, but for any fans who really found this character to be underutilized and still just loved the design. I mean, Chiquetto kills it with the armor um, and just really wanted to see what this character was capable of. There's no better place mm -hmm. to look than this comic book series. Um, I re I really enjoyed this character. I love, I love the design. I mean, it's one of my favorite designs in all of Star Wars, and I will say that. I will put money down on that. Um, but it is a nice look at what she was doing in between films that does explain a gap and gives you more than just explaining a plot hole or not plot hole but explaining a point a to b that's not what you're there for you are there for the character and kelly thompson as we've said many times on this show does an amazing job with character voices and motivations so i really recommend the captain phasma volume one story if you were at all a skeptic about the character or yeah. want a little bit more from her um it, yeah. it definitely goes in uh with with marvel's uh sequel releases that really and kind of help fill in probably story. on all, you know that's actually definitely on Marvel Unlimited, definitely on Comicsology. I would I would assume. Yeah, I would I would bet. I I didn't unfortunately check before the show, but mm -hmm. it has been out long enough that I would definitely believe that it's it's included out yep. there. Um, but there there are so many other titles we could have recommended. There, of course, is is the kind of mm -hmm. Poe Dameron prequel um, where it, his his parents are even introduced, and all of all of these amazing Star Wars stories. And we There's mostly so covered a lot of Marvel, but there is of course so many different places as as paul mentioned with the legends mm -hmm. to check out star wars stories these were just a few of our favorites it would be impossible to cover the entire galaxy but if you are excited by these titles please know that marvel does have an incredibly robust star wars output and they are constantly like every mm -hmm. week i feel like there's a new oh yeah it's uh, not star going wars. anywhere now to go with our holler at the hall segment we did ask you guys um yes. oh man i see autumn's in the chat so uh we've got the we've got the she's the playing hook. the oscar music I know, I know. So we're going to go through these really quickly, but we asked you guys some of your favorite Star Wars stories, and you guys gave us some great responses. Um, mm -hmm. So if we could pull up Shane Davis's uh, cover. Mm. Oh, love, love, love that. So Shane Davis said, I had this issue growing up and always loved it. It's specifically Star Wars number, I believe, 81. I can't quite read the uh, image on the uh, screen. 81. See yeah, 81. Um, I had this issue growing up and I always loved it, still have it, but it was the first issue after Return of the Jedi and it was about Han going back to Tatooine to try to get his things back in order. Just love the cover and the story. That is such a fantastic uh, piece. And that is from Marvel's original volume one of Star Wars, which is yep. technically not considered canon as they relaunched in 2015. <laughs> so there we go. Um, and then we have Steve Nara, who said, I really enjoyed the original Knights of the Old Republic series with Ula Quill drama. And is it Nomi Sunrider? Yes, I think I got those right. Um, and then, if, oh, and then our uh, a a great listener watching who watches all, all of our shows here, JJ Joe. Now, now this is funny, Amy. I'm going to let you take this one, and then I'm gonna, and then you can explain why. 
this was going to be my first pick to describe for the sequel trilogy recommendations, but I was also, I was on the fence. I was like, I really want people to know about the Captain Phasma story. And so JJ Joe, when you picked this one, I, I was like, all right, I'll tell them about Phasma because this one is here. This is a C-3PO one shot. Uh, and JJ Joe says it explained how 3PO tragically acquired his red arm. It's a very good story of sacrifice and ultimately friendship. So if you found yes. yourself not recognizing him because of his red arm, uh, you're definitely going to want to check out this one shot. It is surprisingly full of heart. You will believe that droids can love uh but it is a it it's can. a really nice story that does that does give some weight towards this cosmetic <laughs> change that the films made so if you if you you know some people are going to be fine going through life never knowing why he had a red arm but if you want to know if you're really curious there is a comic for that yeah it's a it's a great book um adam bunch said crimson empire i've always been a huge fan of the royal guards how badass must you be to be the personal guard of the emperor we do find out yes you do find out um and then we have uh oh joe lombardo <laughs> we've got uh a our our last asset here by joe lombardo it says tag and bink the rosencrantz and gildenstern of a galaxy far far away look at that cover there is i googled tag and bink there was a lot of funny funny imagery out there so thank you joe lombardo uh for the <laughs> suggestion and finally what might be one of one of my favorite answers is anthony tyler robertson says i have never tried the comics i'm excited to hear some good recommendations the more recent ones have tempted me and so this was in the thread after so many of you guys gave such fantastic answers uh so anthony tyler robertson whether watching this uh specific segment and and seeing everybody else's recommendations or uh taking a look at some of our recommendations we hope that you give star wars comics a chance because there's a lot out there a there lot so of much. fun yeah well. So that about does it for our Holler at the Hall. We do have a new question for you guys. Next week, we're back to normal form. We've done our Princess Week special. We've done our mm -hmm. Star Wars special. Next week, we are back to new comic book day. All the new releases yes. on Wednesday. But as we move out of this event season and move towards the summer, we wanted to ask you guys, what is your most anticipated comic release of the summer? Publishers have put out their solicitations up through July, so you do have a chance to take a look ahead and see what's coming out soon. We've got some new events in the in the hopper. A lot of the companies mm -hmm. have given us a preview of what's to come. So we want to know what's your most anticipated comic release of this summer. You can answer that question in the Let Your Geek Side Show Facebook group. We will post that up very soon we will also have this on our social media we can be found at facebook twitter and instagram at the comics hall and you can go to the local comic society which is our uh, our very own proprietary facebook group it is our comics community we made it uh, we made it we made it ma but also like we made it um yeah, it is side.show forward slash your lcs mm -hmm. lcs in this case stands for the local comics society because whether or not you have a store that you can physically go to or uh, you're just looking for a comics community, we are bringing the LCS experience to you, uh, sans selling comics. We can't <laughs> sell comics. Uh, <laughs> but we will post the question up in there as well. Thank you guys to everybody who did give us a fantastic response. Again, we hope that you have enjoyed uh, May the 4th fan week so far. It's yes. not over yet. You'll want to hop over close. to Let Your, Let Your Geek Side Show Facebook group where you can exclusively uh, talk with Paul Boo Frick and the grand interruptus, interruptress, excuse me, Autumn, uh, for uh, a wrap-up of today's festivities and take a look ahead tomorrow at that Cobbled Cosplay Superfan oh, yeah. showdown with 12 different words in the title that I don't even remember. Um, but we are getting the hook right now. So, Paul, <laughs> any closing thoughts before we before we go? No, we will see you 
over on um, Inlet Your Geek Side Show, we've got, we just confirmed, like, while all this was happening, something really cool that we get to do. So uh, tune in. We'll see you guys very, very shortly. Side.show forward slash geek group if you're not in Let Your Geek Side Show. Um, also, you know, again, it's a lot easier. Me and Amy sort of just pour our, uh, our pool list sometimes into the local comic society. Local comic society. Side.show forward slash your LCS. Uh, we'll, I'll see you in like two minutes, guys. Yes. Thank you guys so much for watching. And as always, I'm Amy. And I'm Paul. And don't forget to let your... It's the Comics Hall. Oh my God, I forgot. This has been the Comics Hall with Amy and Paul, presented by Sideshow. Submit your response to our fan mail question of the week by emailing thecomicshall at sideshow.com. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Also, don't forget to vote on the panel of the week in the Let Your Geek Sideshow official Facebook group. You can watch us live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on Sideshow's official Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitch, and Periscope channels. And you can keep in touch with our show on social media at The Comics Hall on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, don't forget to let your geek side show.